and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, The Eric Erickson Show. You want to be a part of it? You can call in 877-973-7425. Happening right now, Dr. Oz. Yes, that Dr. Oz is going to run as a Republican in Pennsylvania uh, for the U.S. Senate. What a, wow, what a disaster that would be. Oh, Republicans need some good candidates. Uh, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, though. I want to spend a time on something else. Um, I want to actually do kind of an, an analysis, if you will, for lack of a better word. I, I, I want to break down for you, if you will, uh, where the Supreme Court may very well go tomorrow. They have a very particular case coming before the United States Supreme Court tomorrow. It, it's called uh, Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs versus, I think it, it's uh, Jackson Women's Health, something like that, uh, in Mississippi. Let me get the right name for you. Yes, Jackson Women's Health. There's a there's a problem with abortion law. Now you need to know going into this, I'm I'm not, I am pro life, very pro life, but I'm I'm just trying to lay this out to you so you can have conversations with your friends about what's at stake in this case tomorrow and and abortion law in general. The problem with the right to an abortion is, first and foremost, you can't find it in the Constitution. It doesn't exist. Now, people will tell you it it exists in the penumbra. Uh, So what is the penumbra? You know, when you see a, a ray of light in between two rays of light coming from the sun, there is also light. That is the penumbra. And uh, the Constitution Article, uh, Amendment 9, rather, suggests there are other rights out there. But for those who say that the abortion right is in the penumbra, that's not really even true. That's a misstatement. The problem with Roe versus Wade, the problem why originalists and textualists of the Constitution have a real problem with Roe versus Wade is because it is multiple degrees removed from the Constitution. Forget about what abortion is, what it does, and and your moral qualms or lack thereof with it. Just focus on the legality of Roe versus Wade. To get to Roe versus Wade, you have to do a multi-step process, removing yourself further and further from the Constitution. If you read the Fourth and Fifth Amendments of the Constitution, the Fourth Amendment provides for, uh, uh, prohibits unreasonable search of your person and property in your home. The Fifth Amendment prohibits you from having to incriminate yourself. The Ninth Amendment allows that there are clearly more rights out there that must be protected. Or textualists and originalists would say the way we have to read that is to determine uh, what rights were available in the nineteenth or the seven or the eighteenth century when the Constitution was being written to get to what the founders meant by those rights because the Constitution is not a living, breathing document. You want to change it, you amend it. Well, if you look at the Fourth and the Fifth Amendments, no unreasonable seizure of yourself or search of yourself or your property or your house, no reasonable demand that you you can't self-incriminate yourself, you don't have to you can reasonably ascertain there might be a right to privacy. And in fact, if you look historically, by the late 1700s with the English Bill of Rights, the Magna Carta and the like, there was fairly reasonably a a case to be made that you did have some level of right to privacy 
in the conduct of your affairs behind closed doors, you have the right to privacy. Well, fast forward into the 1960s, there's a case called Griswold versus Connecticut, and it's about birth control and the right to use birth control. And the Supreme Court found that that right to privacy, now we're stepping away from a general right to privacy into a marital right to privacy. You have a right to privately conduct your affairs in your marriage as you see fit behind closed doors. Well, then in 1973, Roe v. Wade comes out and they take it even further. So we've gone from having a general privacy right to now you have a marital privacy right to now you have a right to determine whether or not to keep your child. That's a pretty far removed step from the Constitution. And if you want to look under the 14th Amendment, under the 9th Amendment, under the 5th Amendment, under the 4th Amendment, under any of the amendments of the Constitution, if you want to look historically, in the 1700s, 1800s, there was no abortion right. Abortion was not a thing. Historically, some people say, well, yes, it was done. It was not legalized. People who did it didn't talk about it for fear they'd go to jail for killing their child. So there really wasn't in the in the textual originalist history of the Constitution anything like an abortion right. And to get to the abortion right, you have to go several steps removed from the Constitution. So forget what abortion does. Forget what it means. Just look at legally Roe versus Wade was a shoddily designed decision. The problem with Roe versus Wade, first and foremost, is that there's no reasonable reading of the Constitution that suggests that right to an abortion exists anywhere in it. And then with Roe, you have to get into the nomenclature of trimesters. The first trimester, according to Roe, uh, there can be no abortion bans. In the second trimester, there can be restrictions, but not an outright prohibition. And in the third trimester, there can be an actual ban on abortion, except in cases of the life of the mother. Then you fast forward to the Casey decision. Anthony Kennedy was, it was hoped that Anthony Kennedy and, and Sandra Day O'Connor would end Roe versus Wade. And instead we got the Casey decision that not only reaffirmed Roe, but made abortion prior to viability prohibited. Abortion after viability could be restricted and then ultimately banned. Well, the problem for the left in science now is that um, every day now there are younger and younger pre preemies who are born earlier and earlier, moving back the date of viability, encroaching in on the fundamental holding of Roe that uh, you can't have an abortion until the point of viability, or you can't ban abortion until the point of viability. It was always shoddy in the way it was decided. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who supports abortion rights, uh, said Roe and Casey were not well decided. Roe in particular, she says, was actually terribly logically decided. And as someone who takes her jurisprudence seriously, while she supports an abortion right and believes that we should have one, that uh, the Roe decision was flawed. Notice how few people like to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg in that regard. It's like Katie Couric covering up her statements about taking a knee on the field, not wanting people to realize it. A lot of people would prefer to memory hole that Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself admitted Roe is actually a terribly decided judicial decision, even as she supports abortion. Roe takes the Constitution, a document written so that you and I as citizens can read it and understand our structures of government and our rights, 
and hands the Constitution over to a professional class of life-tenured, black-robed masters who and lawyers who conjure out of whole cloth rights that they themselves want. We have become a nation not of men and women and laws, but a nation of professional lawyers who serve as intermediaries along with judges, conjuring with near divine infallibility rights that they wish to derive from the Constitution that you and I cannot find through either the plain reading or historic reading of the law. That's the problem with Roe, first and foremost. With I mean, let's take the right to keep and bear arms. That's actually in the Constitution. Gun ownership can be derived from the Constitution. You may not understand the parameters of it, but you can read the Constitution plain as day. It's there in the Second Amendment. You may not like it, but it's there. With abortion, you cannot find it in the Constitution or even a degree removed from the Constitution. With abortion, with Roe, no citizen not trained in the dark arts of liberal reading of living documents can ascertain where an abortion right comes from. It is actually allows the law to be controlled by the great says who, who says what the law is, whether you can read it and understand it or not. And then there's the other problem with abortion. That's the legal problem with Roe versus Wade. Whether Again, whether you agree or not with Roe versus Wade, that's fundamentally legally the problem with Roe versus Wade is it was really the start of the culture wars because it was really the beginning of the judicial era where justices on the Supreme Court would take their own desires and throw them into the Constitution. And essentially with Roe, seven men on the Supreme Court decided to impose the morality of Harvard Yard across the United States, where a lot of people were morally opposed to it. Ironically, a lot of Protestants were not at the time and didn't care. It was the Catholic Church who rallied the morality of the Christian um, movement in America, Protestant and, and Catholic and Orthodox to focus people on the fact that this was a moral evil in their mind, the abolition, the ending of life. So for the religious in you, if you read Luke and Mary's story with Gabriel, she conceives Christ and the Holy Spirit descends on her at conception. So if you could have an abortion, you could abort Christ. And there is a philosophical moral issue for Christians take out the philosophical, moral, religious view on abortion, and you still have Roe versus Wade, which is shoddy law, and even Ruth Bader Ginsburg says so. But then beyond that, you also have the people who defend Roe, and they use the same arguments of the 19th century slaveholders. To defend abortion in America is to use the same arguments that the southern slaveholders used prior to the Civil War. It's just, it's gone from it's my property to it's my body. If you don't have one, if you don't want one, don't have one, stays the same. They aren't really even human, stays the same. They can't survive off the plantation because they can't survive out my body. I mean, it's the same arguments repackaged for the 20th and 21st century from the slaveholders to the abortion rights advocates. You may not like it. It may make you mad for me saying it, but I'm not wrong in that. What actually happens if Roe versus Wade were to be thrown out tomorrow the Supreme Court will hear Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. That is a case in Mississippi that bans abortion after 15 weeks. The United States is one of only about seven countries on planet Earth that allows abortion until uh, the date of delivery. China, North Korea, the United States, Cuba, Venezuela, 
Vietnam and Cambodia, I think, are the only seven that allow abortion until the rogues gallery of, of abortion rights. I mean, France actually bans it after eight weeks, eight or nine weeks. A 15-week ban is not unreasonable both in terms of viability and in terms of what other Western nations do. 15 weeks is still an outlier. Mississippi, in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, has asked that Roe versus Wade and Casey be overruled by the Supreme Court, reversed, and that abortion be banned. The actual law bans abortion after 15 weeks. Now there are six members of the United States Supreme Court who all come from conservative originalist thought. Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas are aggressively pro-life. Neil Gorsuch, I suspect, is as well. Kavanaugh and Roberts are institutionalists. Amy Coney Barrett is a wild card. She was a clerk for Scalia. She is Catholic and pro-life from what we know of her. We don't really know where she stands in terms of institutionalism or go for broke. What we know about John Roberts, though, is interesting and people forget. His wife was on the board of Feminists for Life until John Roberts was put on the Supreme Court. His wife has been a pro-life activist for decades. John Roberts, until he became a uh, judge of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, was actually a major donor to the pro-life cause. I'm curious where John Roberts will fall on this case. But you know what will happen? If the Supreme Court goes for broke and throws Roe versus Wade out tomorrow, you know what will actually happen? Nothing. Nothing. I know you've been led to believe that major things will happen. But actually what will happen is if Roe versus Wade goes away, abortion doesn't suddenly become banned. Abortion goes back to the states and the legislatures or the Supreme Courts of the states decide. Abortions are overwhelmingly done right now in progressive states. In those states, many of them have already preemptively passed laws that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, abortion on demand will be the rule of the day. Other states have passed pro-life laws, but those laws have been thrown out by courts and they didn't have durability clauses that allow them to immediately come back into effect if Roe versus Wade is overturned. So you'll be able to get an abortion in Georgia on Thursday if Roe versus Wade is overturned tomorrow. You'll get an abortion in Texas. Texas already has some of the most stridently uh, bureaucratic anti-abortion legislation in the nation. It's very hard to get an abortion in Texas or Mississippi already. Mississippi has only one abortion clinic in the state, and it hardly ever does abortion. So nothing will actually change. In fact, in Mississippi, if the Mississippi law goes into effect, you'll still be able to get an abortion within 15 weeks. Now, why 15 weeks? Because there's a lot of scientific evidence that the fetus begins to feel pain around the 15th week. But nothing will actually change except one thing will change pretty dramatically if Roe versus Wade is thrown out. One thing will change. And that is for 40 years, the conservative movement, however fractured it has been, has united around the fact that Roe versus Wade must come to an end. If Roe versus Wade comes to an end, the greatest shakeup in the American landscape will be that the conservative movement will no longer have a single tie that binds it to itself. And you will see a great fracturing of the conservative movement the moment Roe versus Wade goes away. That's about it. The status quo will otherwise largely be preserved. And I don't think people on either side really appreciate just how much the current status quo will stand, even if Roe goes away. And in fact, because so much of it will stand, it won't be the galvanizing issue for the left that so many people think it will be. 
fact, if you look at Virginia, the people who were most adamantly convicted about going to the polls over abortion voted for Glenn Youngkin. It's just not the rallying cry for the Democrats. The progressive bubble thinks it is. My wife was so excited when Bull and Branch became an advertiser because she'd been wanting some of their sheets. And guess what? They sent them. Not only did they send them, but we've got a very thick mattress and they're deep pocketed sheets. So they don't snap off in the middle of the night like some sheets and they haven't shrunk. They've gotten softer the more you've washed them, the more we've washed them, but they don't shrink up. So they snap off the bed. Look, there are a lot of cyber deals out there this week, and so many of them, you're getting like the TV with minus the HDMI port you want, stuff like that. With Bolin Branch, you get what actually Bolin Branch sells, and they're a great team. Scott and uh, Missy Tannen, they're the founders of Bolin Branch. It's a small business, but they have taken off around the United States through smart advertising, but smart advertising connected to a superior, great product. Their signature hymn sheets are an all-time bestseller. So many reasons. They're so soft. They get softer over time, and they don't shrink freak up. They're great. This Cyber Week, gift your loved one the best sleep of their lives or treat yourself with Bowl and Branch. Their holiday packaging, their famously soft sheets, pl- pillows, blankets, many more. They make a difference everybody can feel. You get 25% off now through December 2nd with their best offer of the year at bowlandbranch.com. That's 25% off at B-O-L-L and branch.com. Exclusions may apply. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. First Liberty can help your business grow. If you need large loans, reach out to First Liberty. The phone or the, the website, rather, where you can get all their contact info is firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Um, you know, one more thing, and I, I don't I don't want to spend a ton of more time on this particular issue, but I do want you to know, seriously, very seriously, if the Supreme Court were to throw out Roe versus Wade and you've got a 6-3 conservative majority now on the courts, you're probably going to get it as incremental. My guess is what will happen is they will allow the Mississippi law and further gut Roe without actually officially overruling it. And what you'll have is the conservative legal movement will scream bloody murder that their 40-year project to pack the courts with pro-life judges has been a failure when actually they've been very, very successful overall. Uh, And you will have the left scream that even though Roe hasn't gotten overruled, that it has, and both sides will fundraise off of the hysteria over it. And meanwhile, a lot of lives will be saved. Uh, I have a moral objection to abortion in addition to a uh, reasonable legal objection to the way Roe and Casey were decided. But I will say this. Uh, If Roe is overruled by the Supreme Court, the real pro-life work begins after it's overruled. So much of the conservative movement is focused on overturning Roe, uh, but a lot of that movement has to turn then to getting churches to re-engage culturally with uh, pregnant moms, uh, restructuring the social safety net to prop up and help uh, pregnant moms, uh, getting the adoption and foster care system fixed, There is such a disaster when it comes to the adoption system in America. It is deeply, deeply, deeply costly to adopt in the United States. It is a slow and painful process in the United States. And in some states, there are laws that if you adopt a child and the birth parent changes her mind, she can take the child back within a year, which is bizarre. Uh, How that can happen is unfathomable to me, and that's the way it is in some states. So we got to fix adoption law in the United States to both help the mom who is giving birth and the parents who are adopting. We've got to make it more efficient. We've got to make it cost less. 
We got to help the social safety net for single moms. There's a lot of work to be done should Roe versus Wade be undone. But the reality is not a lot in America will change the day after Roe goes away. Mostly the status quo will be preserved. Now, coming back, let's talk about Inez Cantor freedom and what he said last night on TV. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be a part of this here program. Uh, the top of the hour, a friend of mine is an ER doctor, uh, Rich McCormick, and I asked him if he would come by and talk about uh, with with uh, Omicron coming out now, we probably need to have an uh, examination of what it's like in emergency rooms across America. There have been all sorts of horror stories shared by emergency room doctors, some of which turned out not to be true by people who were very zealous about seeding the ground with fear over COVID. We will get there um, eventually uh, when I get Rich on here to really talk about his experience, because I've talked to him before. He was a candidate as well for Congress uh, unsuccessfully in the 7th Congressional District in Georgia. And we've had these discussions about what it was like to be also running for Congress. At the same time, you're also out there trying to um, be an ER doctor and possibly having to quarantine yourself. It was an interesting experience for him. Uh, so we'll get into all that. But right now, I want to spend a little bit of time on uh, Inez Cantor Freedom. He is the newest American citizen. And he is someone who has been very vocal about China and about the need to combat China, the need to take on China, the need to call out China. And he's actually been rebuffed, for example, by LeBron James. So he's changed his last name. I guess Cantor has to freedom. Cantor will now be his middle name. And he wants people to know that the United States is the freest country, something you don't hear a lot these days from either political side, and that people who disparage the freedoms of the United States are the ones who need to be quiet. He also has called out the NBA and LeBron James for its continued infatuation with China. That is something that we need to see more of because there is too much of a love affair in both the American media and in the corporate world with China. And I've this is my broken record time because I want to walk you back through this because I know we got a lot of new listeners from the last time I brought this up. And it's really important that you understand this. It is one reason I give CNN a ton of praise for its coverage of China and the ruthlessness of the Chinese regime. Because CNN, although it's being sold to the Discovery Network, CNN is owned by AT&T. And AT&T owns Time Warner. Time Warner owns Warner Brothers Studios, in addition to CNN. China could very easily block Warner Brothers movies from being shown in China as payback for CNN. It's very clear Disney is worried about this. Disney owns ESPN. Disney also owns ABC News and the ABC work Network and now 20th Century Fox and also owns, well, Disney Pictures. Disney is blocking a Simpsons episode in Hong Kong that's streaming that poked fun at China and the Tiananmen Square situation. Essentially, there was, as I mentioned yesterday, there's a... Uh, a Simpsons episode where they they go to visit Beijing and there's a monument there that says Tiananmen Square on this day in 
uh, what is June 4th, 1989 or whatever, nothing happened. It's poking fun at the Chinese censorship over Tiananmen Square and what happened there. In fact, if you're in China and you search on the internet for Tiananmen Square, you will find nothing. Disney, interestingly enough, had uh, the Shang-Chi and the Tin Rings. It's actually a good movie. I saw it uh, and it was blocked in China. It was blocked in China because one of the actors there was critical of China. In fact, Disney's had several major movies now blocked in China because the actors associated there too have been, have spoken out about China and this is bothering Disney because Disney does a lot of business in China. Disney, you will recall filmed the live action version of, of Mulan in China and made it kind of a hagiographic film about China, praising China, Chinese culture, embracing it all. And then the movie wasn't able to be shown there. They even, no, no, I take it back. I'm sorry. Mulan was shown there, but it was it was some of the other Disney movies, including the um, Shang-Chi movie that were blocked there. They even filmed part of Mulan in the area of China where the Uyghurs are in concentration camps and thanked the local government for their help in making the movie. Apple, of course, builds a lot of products in China and wants to be a major player in the Chinese market. Apple very much wants to be a major player in the Chinese market. And so Apple has allowed, if you are in China, uh, your iCloud services have to run on servers in China. Now, for the rest of us, we don't. Our services are not run on servers in China, thankfully, but the Chinese have to have access to Apple servers in China. Facebook, for all of the crap Facebook gets from the left and the right, Facebook is a uh, company that refuses to do business in China. And when China formally really took over Hong Kong and changed the laws there, they left Hong Kong because they refuse to allow the Chinese access to their servers because Facebook's data is so good at tying people together, it would be very easy for China to round up Christians in China if they just were able to get access to Facebook's algorithm in China. Nike makes a ton of money out of China. Nike's willing to hire Colin Kaepernick to lecture us on our rights, but turns a blind eye to the situation in China. A major corporation, major American corporation has picked side. Marriott's the latest. Marriott canceled a conference that was going to be held in one of its hotels in the Czech Republic by Uyghur dissidents to avoid offending China. Uh, Facebook as, or not Facebook, Marriott as well has changed Taiwan on its maps and its hotel and the listings of its hotels in, in Taiwan to get, I forget what name China makes you requ- requires you to use, but even United Airlines, if you fly to China, doesn't list Taiwan on its maps. It shows it as part of China. The Chinese are ruthless bullies. They're communists, and they do not share American values. And American corporations, American corporations, corporations incorporated in the United States of America are so desperate for the Chinese money that they are willing to turn a blind eye to the values and the free marketeering of the United States that made them the companies they are in order to get that money. And God bless Inez Freedom for standing up and calling them out. And it's unfortunate to a degree that he just did it on Fox because all the other networks need to have this guy on. And notice they aren't. I mean, MSNBC and NBC are owned by Comcast that owns Universal Pictures. They want access to the market. CBS owns Paramount, Viacom. They want access to the Chinese market. ABC owned by Disney. CNBC 
owned by Comcast, Universal Pictures. In fact, the only the only news network in America left that does not have ties into China is Fox, but Fox has other ancillary business interests that require the attention of China. So Fox is a little guarded as well. So I've got to, I got to, I mean, I, I'm not increasingly, I'm a critic of, of CNN these days, given some of its coverage, like the Chris Cuomo stuff and the hires from the Obama administration of the left. But CNN is willing to, despite its ties to Warner Brothers and AT&T, is willing to do honest, detailed coverage of the horrors of China. They do deserve a lot of credit there. Now, to the phones I want to go ahead and spend a lot of time there today. 877-973-7425. Janet calling from Florida. You're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, Janet. Hello, Eric. My name is Janet. And a few years back, I was an unwed mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I um, had very, very great difficulty, no, no help during my situation. And um, after being counseled by an abortion clinic, I did choose to um, have the baby. The first adoption fell through, and um, I had to find someone to help me take care of the child while I worked. Uh, it was not an optimum situation for sure. And um, it took three months. Um, I gave up the child. I, I had I had. I have three or four people who are heroes in the story for time's sake. I will not go over it. But two of those people were, were um, um, Christians that um, I knew from church previously that lived in North, North Georgia. And so um, they uh, took the child for, now remember this is three months. They took the child for two or three weeks so that they could take me to someone who was going to uh, adopt the baby in a private um, adoption. It happened at an attorney's office, and um, it did not. There was no um, third party, mm-hmm. and um, I gave up. I gave up my child, and um, I do not know how much they had to pay, but I think they had an. It was an, it was an attorney's office, but anyway, um, recently I uh, was watching on um, live stream a particular conservative conference, and they um, featured different conservative uh, concerns. Uh, such as CRT in school, et cetera. And one of the, one of the um, panels, of course, discussed the, um, uh, the pro-life stance. And at the end of that uh, discussion between four people, it just seemed to me that the ideas put out uh, to enhance um, the pro-life thought process into more into society uh, did just, just didn't meet the reality of what uh, women go through when they choose not to have an abortion. And so when this one uh, lady uh, was introduced and she was uh, looking for responses, I yelled at my television because I was looking at a big screen when I streamed the conference and said, help people fund abortion, uh, excuse me, adoption, help Mm -hmm. people fund adoption. And so I just wanted to call in because your of what you had to say about the um, the work ahead for us conservatives is not over. It's only just begun. Right. We're, we're going to have to 
be open to the idea that if we um, that if Roe versus Wade changes and more babies are available um, because um, women do not choose um, abortion, instead they, they have their babies, then we are going to have to show that we mean what we say and we need to have the ideas that we can help fund uh, adoptions um, when those when those women come to us um, in their difficulty. And Janet, I, I know I didn't do a good No, I, no, I no, no. Listen, explaining I, I appreciate you calling in and I appreciate you sharing your personal story as well. And and I'm, I'm glad you did and, and reiterated that because I really do think so much of the conservative movement, not all of it, but a great portion of it has been so committed to ending Roe versus Wade. And that's only the first step. Uh, if you end Roe versus Wade, you've got to be able to foster an environment in this country where abortion is, or I'm sorry, adoption is easier. It is less costly. It can be sped up. Uh, there's less of a fear that the child will then later be taken away back to the birth parent after having gone through uh, the adoption process as it exists in some states. Uh, we've got to be able to make foster care better and adopting out of foster care a better option. We've got to be able to help the single moms uh, the pregnant moms, you know, I, I read a survey the other day, the number one source of stress for an unwed pregnant woman is the cost of diapers. I had no idea, um, but it was, I, and I want to say it was a Pew survey of single pregnant women. What is their biggest source of stress? And it's not actually parental support or anything like that. It's, it's the cost of diapers. Uh, particularly as in, you know, any, anyone who's had a child knows, and, and Jan, I'm going to let you go there, but thank you for the phone call. Uh, is anyone who's ever had a child knows you're buying like infant newborn diapers and then one day they don't fit and you got all these infant newborn diapers and my gosh, what do you do with them? And now you got to go buy these new diapers because suddenly your, your, your baby's pooping so much they're spreading through the diapers or they're, they're getting wet and, and leaking through all the time and you need bigger diapers and they're expensive. And a friend of mine pointed out that she and her husband, every time they go to the grocery store, buy a pack of diapers and drop them off at a local um, uh, pregnancy planning center, Christian pregnancy planning center, and they give diapers away. They have a diaper bank there. And I just thought that's such a good idea. Um, we need to, we've, we've got to get in a habit of doing that and so much more institutionally to deal with this situation. All right, uh, before I go to break, I got to tell you, one of the groups that helps with the pro-life cause that actually funds the, the crisis pregnancy Christian counseling centers that funds the, the diaper clinics and the like is Patriot Mobile. They give a portion of their profits to fund the pro-life cause and the Second Amendment cause and so much more of the conservative movement. You can be a part of that as well by being a customer of Patriot Mobile and help them with their profits, which are then given to the causes you care about. They are conservative and Christian. They're not woke by any stretch of the imagination. You go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric today. You get free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can see their coverage map. They got coverage across the nation. They use the same towers the other companies use. And they have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get that free activation. You get discounts for large families that need multiple lines. If you're a Second Amendment supporter, an NRA member, a veteran, a first responder, you get great discounts as well. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972 Patriot. 
Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC, 877-973-7425. There's this bizarre article. It really is bizarre. Uh, Farad Manju, he's a progressive, I guess, I, I don't even know. I thought he covered the tech beat at one point in the New York Times. This is the guy who wants his kids to... Um, I guess, grow up to be like non-binary or some such. And he is just, he's got this weird column out about Texas and why are people leave moving to Texas and everyone's moving to Texas. Here's why. And it's very bizarre the way he decides to determine why everyone is moving. There are four categories. Can you guess what the four categories are? The first is jobs. I mean, that does make sense. Go where the jobs are. And then affordability. That makes sense as well. You go where it's affordable to live. So you go where you can find a job and it's affordable to live. But do you know what the other ones are? Climate risks and racial diversity. Now, I, I, I really, I don't know a single person, and I know a lot of people, and I interact with a ton of people, not just in this country, but around the world, who tune in on the live stream. I got people listening right now in Singapore, of all things, and it is like 2 o'clock in the morning, almost 3 o'clock in the morning there. And you know what? Not a single person I know ever says, huh, I made the decision to move to this place because I'm less likely to experience climate risk. And I don't really know anyone who decides, hey, I'm moving to a place because of its racial diversity. And yet this is what he's come up with as the explainer. And he's the explaining it in the New York Times. And all these people in the New York Times are really going to think it's a thing because they don't really think like that. They think that conservatives are unthoughtful. But in the New York Times, it's there. It must be so. And you thought these last two years were crazy. Welcome to 2022. It's coming up and nothing makes sense still, especially in business. If you're a small business owner, good luck getting financing from a big bank right now. I can offer you a fantastic solution. If you're looking for $750,000 or more in financing for your business, First Liberty Building and Loan. Let's say you want to buy a new building or you want to refi existing debt or you want to buy a company. Basically, you see opportunity for your business to grow, but you've hit a wall with the mega banks getting financing. That's where First Liberty Building and Loan and my friends, the Frost family, come in. They solve small business financing problems better than anyone I've ever seen. They say yes, where big banks say no. It's that simple. Look, just do this. Spend 10 minutes with them. Call them, First Liberty Building and Loan, say Eric sent you. In 10 minutes, you'll know if you're a good fit for their program. Go to firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. They help small businesses nationwide in all 50 states. Firstlibertyga.com.